Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 855. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Psalms and specifically continues a study of the chapter 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We've covered the first, I think, seven stanzas here in Psalm 119. Again, this is an acrostic. There's one stanza for each of the 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And we're going to continue on starting with Heth. But first, a word from this sponsor. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Psalm 119. Heth. You are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. I thought the one of the interesting things about this, again, the whole section here, the whole chapter talking about the law of God, and I keep saying that we'll remember that the law of God is related to the love of God, meaning that Jesus says that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, this chapter starts to re enforce that a little bit because it does talk about the love of God. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. But first here we get, you are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I've sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. So again, the psalmist here is saying that they are seeking God. It doesn't say that they're always obedient. That is something we can't always do, but they are, they're trying. They're moving in the direction of God and promising to obey God's word and seeking 
God's face. Seeking to see God, but I also think that should mean seeking to see the world as God sees the world. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I've considered my ways. I have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. One of the things I liked about this is talking about that I will that I won't put off doing what I know is the right thing or put off not doing the wrong thing. And I think more even of putting off doing the right thing. And how many of you, when you were, say, in elementary school or a teenager, when your mother asked you to do something, jumped up off the couch and went and did it right away? I was not one of those people. I was someone you had to ask a few times. And I wonder if my faith is sometimes that way also. And the psalmist is saying here, I won't be like that. I'll be like someone who is with some urgency, but also with some eagerness and readiness to do what God desires. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. Now, that is not something I have had happen to me, fortunately. The wicked have not bound me with ropes, but I also have not forgotten the law. But I think here, with the wicked bind me with ropes, I think of being carried off into into exile and being carried off when the people of God had turned their back on God. And this is partially just because I've just finished reading first and second Chronicles. And there are certainly some sad times in those particular chapters as you're looking at, especially at Judah and the faithfulness of Judah and then them falling away and, and having bad things happen to them and saying in this time, even in those times, I will not forget your law. And that midnight will rise and give you thanks for your righteous laws. Remember, this is someone who can't just flip on a light switch. And so it's a little more of a pain to get up at midnight. We hear that in Jesus' story about the neighbor who comes and knocks on the door and needs something from a neighbor. And it's like, well, we're all in bed. Well, we're all probably in the same bed and people are sleeping and I've got to get up. I've got to light a lamp. I have to not step on anybody. It's, it's a hassle to get up at midnight at this particular time. It's not like you set your alarm on your Apple Watch and it wakes you up at midnight. And so I will rise and give you thanks for your gracious laws, even when it's not convenient, even when it's not easy. I'm a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. And and so it talks about here, you get the sense of community, just a little hint of it here. It doesn't use the word community, but that we are drawn together to those who are also desiring to follow the law of God, those who are desiring to love as God wants us to love. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. And then the next letter is Teth. Do good to your servant according to your word, Lord. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with all my heart. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Again, we're talking about the law of God here, and we get the sense of its preciousness in those last couple verses. But first we get, do good to your servant according to your word. Teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. And part of 
the reason that we spend time in Scripture, part of the reason why I hope you're listening to this podcast while you're going to church on a regular basis, while you're spending time maybe in small group Bible study or in personal Bible study, is we do want to learn both knowledge, and that's great, but good judgment is, I want to say, even better, right? Good judgment is, can I take the things I have learned and apply them and be wise, make good decisions, Knowledge sometimes just puffs up, but judgment is that great thing to have, and hopefully it's something that we're gaining from the knowledge that we have learned. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. It's twice here in this particular section, we hear about the psalmist being afflicted. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. And the implication here and the second time here is that the psalmist was afflicted for being disobedient and through that affliction learned obedience, right? The other section here down in verse 71, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. And there are times that God does discipline us as one disciplines a child so that we can learn the right way to think, the right way to behave, the right way to live. And that's what's happened to the psalmist in this particular case. But as the psalmist thinks about this, the next thought here is you are good. What you do is good. Teach me your decrees. And I wonder if that you, what you do is good is even remembering that when you punished me, that, that that was a good thing. That was good for me. That was an act of love. Though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with all my heart. And so again, we get this section here about people who are lying about the psalmist, that people who are lying about who the psalmist is, what the psalmist has done, we don't know what the lies are. But the psalmist says, it doesn't matter what people say about me, I'm going to be obedient. Because their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling. They don't care what it makes me feel like when they lie about me. And as we know, it is not good. It is not good to have people talk about you in bad ways when it's true, and even worse, when it's lies. People talking about your back, or maybe people who are publicly lying about you, what, what a terrible way that feels. This is, this is sleepless nights territory for me here. But they do it because they're careless and unfeeling. Remember, we talk about that part of obedience to the law means love of God and love of neighbor. And this is not showing love of neighbor when you're lying about them and smearing them with lies. It does show when we do that, we're showing that we have careless and unfeeling hearts and that we are not following the law of God. It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than the thousands of pieces of silver and gold. It is more precious to me to understand what God wants for my life than anything else. Going on, Yod. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I have put my hope in your word. I know, Lord, that your laws are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. May your unfailing love be comfort, according to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause. 
but I will meditate on your precepts. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. May I wholeheartedly follow your decrees that I may not be put to shame. So your hands made me inform me, give me understanding to learn your commands. Who else would you ask but the creator for the instruction manual? Who else would you ask for how should this life be lived but the one who created it? May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I put my hope in your word. I think about the couple of weekends I've had recently here, especially after the loss of my parents, when I've gone to uh, to church to see that community of faith that supports and upholds me, that community of faith that, you know, more than a dozen of them, you know, drove an hour and a half down to be at my parents' service so that we'd, they would be there for me. And I think of how I rejoice when I see them, how it gladdens my heart to be in community with those who love God who put their hope in his word. I know that your laws are righteous, that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Again, we get the afflicted like before here. May your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise, according to your promise to your servant. And again, the love of God, that theme that is one of the more minor themes that comes through here versus the law of God, but it, it is here. Let your compassion come to me that I may live, for your law is my delight. Again, a very common theme here in Psalm 119. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging me without cause. Again, we've got the arrogant and their lies and their wronging the psalmist. It keeps coming back to that. But I will meditate on your precepts. I'm going to spend my time not thinking about what they're saying, not thinking about what they're doing, but I'm going to spend my time thinking about you and thinking about scripture and thinking about things that are good. And I think of the verses from the New Testament, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And I think that's similar to what the psalmist is saying here. Where is the psalmist going to put their thoughts and attention on the, and on the precepts of God, on the law of God. May those who fear you turn to me, those who understand your statutes. So I think about how I was gladdened by being in the presence of those who I'm in community with, those who love God and love me. But also may I can be someone that they can turn to when they're going through things, when they have people who are wronging them, when they have sadness in their lives, when they have difficult times, when they need a word of encouragement or advice or whatever, may I be one of those people. May I wholeheartedly follow your decrees that I may not be put to shame. That's three more sections here. We're working our way through. We're going to get there eventually, but it's going to take some time. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.
The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.